Welcome to the Faith Life Fellowship Podcast with Dr. Scott Forrest. In today's message, Dr. Forrest presents part two and the conclusion of his message titled, Psalm 91 versus the Coronavirus. Heavenly Father, thank you again for your wonderful presence in this place. Thank you, Father, for your protecting power during this coronavirus crisis. And Father God, by faith today, we, the staff of Faith Life Fellowship Church today, we say that COVID-19 has a name. And if it has a name, that name is not above the name of Jesus. We elevate the name of Jesus over COVID-19. And we break its power over this nation, over this world, in Jesus' name. I'm saying by faith that when it comes to Passover, it will be a turning point, And this plague will pass over and be diminished and be forgotten. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Praise the Lord. Welcome to Faith Life Fellowship Church this morning. I'm Pastor Scott Forrest, and we're delighted that you're able to dial into our live broadcast today. But before I bring you the message this morning, I'd like to thank all those who've continued to give through our website at gofaithlife.com and through the mail while we've been unable to meet here in the sanctuary. I want you to know that you can go to gofaithlife.com, and on our homepage, you can donate online. You can also find our mailing address if that's the route you choose to go. Amen. But what we want you to know is this is what we're declaring over you as you sow into Faith Life Fellowship. We're believing, God, that you'll receive jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, favorable settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, debts paid off, expenses to decrease, blessing and increase. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all the financial needs of our members that they may have more than enough to give into the kingdom of God and promote the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right, then. Psalm 91 versus the coronavirus, part two, or should I say round two? Amen. When we left off last Sunday, we had gone through Psalm 91 verse by verse up through verse eight with a particular emphasis on how we can apply Psalm 91 to the current coronavirus crisis. So if you missed part one, I highly recommend that you watch the video or listen to the podcast to get the most out of this short series. So what I want to do this morning is reread Psalm 91 from the beginning through verse 8 for the sake of rhythm and continuity. And as we do, I'm going to try my level best not to re-preach the eight verses that we broke down last week verse by verse. When we get to verse 9, we'll launch into a verse by verse breakdown of verse 9 through verse 16 and we'll dig a little deeper. Amen. 
So let's get into the word this morning and lift our spirits and banish our fears as we do. Amen. Psalm 91 in the New King James Version. Verse 1. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him I will trust. So verse 1 declares that he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the protective shadow of the Almighty. That word there is Shaddai in the Hebrew. It means the Almighty, but it also means the overpowering one. Amen, I like that. That means that the Almighty is able to overcome anything that comes your way, including the coronavirus. In verse 2, we learn that the way you place yourself into that secret place is the same way you received anything else from the Lord, by faith. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, He is my fortress, He is my God. I put all my trust in Him. The promises of Psalm 91 belong to me. Verse 3, Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler, and from the perilous pestilence. Amen. God will deliver you from the perilous pestilence. That means that the Almighty, the overpowering one, is able to deliver you from any deadly pestilence or plague, whether it's viral or bacterial. Can I get an amen? Including the coronavirus. Verse 4 says, He shall cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you shall take refuge his truth shall be your shield and buckler. Now, when you're under attack by the enemy, the Lord will keep you under the protective wings and the promises of his word will be your defensive and offensive armor. Amen. Verse five says, you shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day. Amen. God's promises are day and night. 24-7. His promise of protection are day and night, 24-7. Verse 6 says, You shall not be afraid, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. You don't have to be afraid of a pestilence like the coronavirus that walks in darkness, i.e. that is unseen and potentially deadly. Now verse 7 is an amazing verse. I challenge you to believe God with me for this verse to be a reality in your life. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Amen. Listen, this verse is amazing. It's saying that thousands may die all around you, but if you fully trust in God and the promises of Psalm 91, this virus will not even come near you. Now, let me balance what I just said by saying this. I'm not saying that you shouldn't take precautions and follow common sense guidelines that our civil authorities have laid out for us. I'm also not saying that you shouldn't get checked out and get treated if you've got coronavirus symptoms. Because people are at different levels of faith when it comes to standing on the promises of God. The good news is this. God will meet you at your current level of faith. Amen. And if that involves a trip to the doctor and submitting to a treatment plan 
or a visit to the hospital, God will meet you at that level of faith. Amen. Listen, I'm all for doctors and medical professionals and medical science. But listen, you should never put your trust solely in them. I said it last week and I'll say it again. If you go to the doctor, go trusting Dr. Jesus above all else. Amen. All right. Getting back to Psalm 91. Verse 8 says, only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. You know, one way we can interpret that is this. One day we'll have a front row seat in that secret place with the Lord when the devil and his crowd are judged. Judged for bringing things like the coronavirus into the earth and for all the death and destruction and wars and famine and plagues that they have caused throughout the ages. Amen. All right, verse 9. Now we can start digging a little deeper. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. Amen. i got to read that again. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. Now, verse 9 and 10 say that if you've made the Lord your refuge, your hiding place, no evil of any kind shall befall you. Did you hear that? No evil of any kind shall befall you. Neither shall any plague or highly contagious disease come near your dwelling. Amen. It seems hard to believe, but it is the word of the Lord. Now, the word plague here in the Hebrew specifically refers to leprosy, which is highly contagious and was the most dreaded disease during biblical times. So that last phrase, no plague shall come near your dwelling, literally means not a spot of leprosy will come near your dwelling. And if he can protect you from something as horrible as leprosy, he can certainly protect you from COVID-19, the coronavirus. Okay, let's talk about that word dwelling. 1 Corinthians 5.1 says that our earthly dwelling is the body that we live in. Amen? So the promise that no plague will come near your dwelling can apply to your actual house, the one that you live in, or it can apply to the body, the dwelling, the earth house that you live in. Amen? Listen, I'm a space guy, so I think about it like this. If you want to live in space, you have to have a space suit. If you want to live on planet Earth, you got to have an Earth suit. Amen. So you could think about it and say it like this. I live in this body with my landlord, Jesus. He owns this house and he shares it with me. As my landlord, he's responsible for the upkeep of this house. When it comes to repairs, he knows what it's needing and he knows when it's needed. Amen. I trust him completely with my house. Jesus is also my personal physician. And as my personal physician, he's able to deal with any pain, any sickness, any disease that tries to come into this body, to this house. Amen. Again, I trust him completely with my house. Now say that over yourselves a couple times a day. And the peace of God will overwhelm you as you submit the care of your body to the Lord. Amen. All right. Verse 11 says, for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. This means that 
angels have been personally assigned to you to protect you and guard you in all your ways. How many believers out there actually believe that? Well, it's either the word of God or it's not. Amen. The question is, will you believe it? Will you put your trust in the Lord? Will you put your trust in the promises of Psalm 91? Verse 12, talking about those angels, says, In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. That's pretty amazing. You know, every time I stub my toe or suffer some kind of minor injury, I'm reminded that I'm not walking in the promises of Psalm 91 to the level or the degree that I want to. I mean, just the other day, Trisha and I were walking the dogs with our grandkids. And I got distracted by my granddaughter, Stella. And we were walking down the sidewalk, and I walked right into a low-hanging branch and bonked myself on the head. Listen, Psalm 91 not only promises to keep you safe from major sources of danger, but from something as minor as stubbing your toe. Amen. Can you believe God for that level of protection in your life? I submit to you, I'm not there yet, but I'm getting there. Amen. If he's protected me from death, he can protect me from stubbing my toe or running into a tree limb while I'm not paying attention. All right. Verse 13 says, you shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. King James says, dragon, you shall trample underfoot. Lions, poisonous snakes, dragons, they're all metaphors for the devil and his demons that you find throughout the Bible. So verse 13 is reminding us that if you're a believer, the devil and his demons are under your feet. They are under your authority. Jesus made that clear to his closest followers in Luke chapter 10, verse 19 in the New King James Version. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Did you hear that? Jesus said, nothing shall by any means hurt you. So listen, as a, as a retired military officer, I'll sum it up like this. There's no doubt in my military mind that demonic forces are behind the coronavirus and the spirit of fear that's risen in its wake. So if Jesus gave authority to us believers over the devil and his minions, then nothing they can produce can harm us in any way. Amen. Do you believe that? Do you believe that's the word of the Lord? That includes the coronavirus or any other virus that rears its ugly head this season or any other season. Amen. Verse 14 says, because he has set his love upon me, Therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. Listen, because you set your love upon the Lord, God says he will deliver you because you have known his name. He says he will set you on high again. This is reminding us that we have authority over our spiritual enemies. They are under our feet. They are under our authority. So what does it mean to know his name? Well, if you study it out, there are seven redemptive names for God found in the Bible. 
And I found three of them that I think are especially relevant when it comes to the coronavirus. In Exodus 15, 26, the Lord revealed himself to the Israelites in the wilderness as Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord who brings healing to you. In Exodus 17, 15, he revealed himself as Jehovah Nisi. I am the Lord, your banner, the one who leads you into battle, the one who leads you into victory. In Judges 6, 24, he revealed himself to Gideon as Jehovah Shalom. I am the Lord, your peace. Can you believe in to be all those things for you during this time? The Lord, your healer, the Lord, your victory, the Lord, your peace. Amen. Verse 15 says, he shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Amen. Listen, if you call upon the Lord in this current crisis, the Bible says God will answer you. He will be with you in this trouble. He will be with you through this trouble. And he will protect you and he will deliver you and he will honor you. Amen. Glory to God. I save the best to last. Verse 16. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. I absolutely love this verse. Not only does it promise us length of days or long life, but it's capped off with a word that is translated as salvation. Now that word in the Hebrew is the word Yeshua. Amen. It is the Hebrew word for our beloved Jesus. Amen. So what that means to me in light of new covenant realities is all of the promises found in Psalm 91 were signed, sealed, and delivered through the death, burial, resurrection, and ascension of Yeshua, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. His body was broken and his blood was shed to seal the deal on all of these promises. We find that emphatically stated in 2 Corinthians 1, 19 and 20. It says, for the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, by me, Silvanus and Timothy, was not yes and no, but in him was yes. For all the promises of God in him are yes and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. Amen. Think about that. The promises of Psalm 91 are not sometimes yes and sometimes no. The Bible says they are yes and amen in him that is in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. He sealed the deal on all the promises of the Bible and also all the promises of Psalm 91 by his broken body and his shed blood. And all I can say is amen for Yeshua, Jesus Christ, our Lord. All right, let me wrap it up by saying it's been an honor to open up the promises of Psalm 91 to you in this short two-part series. And as you probably already figured out, it was directed primarily at believers. So if you're watching or listening and you're not a believer, I urge you to confess your faith in Jesus today and make Him the Lord of your life. Then by all means, begin to embrace the promises of Psalm 91. Now here's a simple prayer that you can pray if you want to make Jesus your Lord today. Just repeat after me if you're watching or listening. Heavenly Father, 
I believe you sent Jesus, your son, to die on the cross and give his life for me. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised him from the dead. My sins are forgiven and I am born again this day. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer this morning or whenever you listen to this broadcast and really meant it in your heart, the Bible says you've been born again. Amen? You've been born again spiritually. Now, ask the Lord to place you in a good Bible-believing church and surround you with people who can help you grow in your newfound faith. Amen? Amen. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Psalm 91 versus the coronavirus. If this message has blessed you and you would like to contribute to our ministry, you can do so by donating on our website at gofaithlife.com. If you are in the Wilmington area and are looking for a place to worship, come join us on Sunday at 9.45 a.m. for coffee and fellowship and 10.30 for worship and service. If you would like to learn more about us and access more of Dr. Forrest's teachings, visit our website at gofaithlife.com. Also, visit and like our Facebook page at Faith Life Wilmington.